Hello, welcome to the Lansing Area Church of Christ's weekly message podcast. If you'd like to learn more about LACC, please visit us online at lansingchurch.org. This week, Andrew Elliott from the Detroit Church of Christ visited to preach a message titled, Wisdom All Around Us. Good morning, uh, Lansing Church of Christ. So excited to be here this morning. I uh, just wanted to uh, say a special thanks to, uh, you know, to Joel and also to the Bryants for inviting us out today. Uh, we are, we're just super excited to be here. And uh, where's that, that clicker at? Sorry, guys. Well, uh, well, we'll just move on to the next slide. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, thank you. I mean, uh, you know, and to, uh, uh, to Kyle and Maya as well. And, uh, you know, they're not here, but, you know, I want to say congratulations to them on, on their engagement. And, uh, you know, we're, we're super excited uh, for their friendship as well. Uh, I mean, all of the, the staff here, uh, they're great friends, great disciples. And, and Lansing is, uh, you know, just really blessed to have them uh, serving in the community. You know, I wanted to share... Uh, a little bit about myself. We can go on to the next slide. We've got um, a picture of my family here. So uh, that's me. Uh, and then I'm holding my daughter, Evelyn. She's uh, two. Uh, she's in the class there right now. Uh, my wife, Corinne, and I, we've been married for uh, just over five years. And then uh, we just had um, about six months ago, that's Catherine. Uh, so she's the one in the back who'll probably be squawking and, and interjecting her doctrine every every once in a while throughout the throughout the rest of the you know the sermon here. So you know, I've been on staff in Detroit uh, almost a year, like Alex was saying, and, you know, it's definitely been a, a, quite the journey, uh, but a great time. And uh, at, over the past few months, we started to realize we were outgrowing uh, the home that we were living in, and uh, we just need a little bit more space. Uh, we were renting a, a home in, uh, you know, the Detroit area, and so we started looking to buy a home. And so we we ended up actually finding a place you know, a great deal in our, our uh, we had a, a disciple from Kalamazoo who was helping us with our mortgage. It's just really great to be, you know, having someone who would, who would pray with you and uh, keep things spiritual through such a crazy process as, as buying a home. And our real estate agent, I, I believe she also saw that as well as we'd be texting back and forth. And he's like, you know, I'm praying for you guys or like, hey, this came back favorable, like praise God. And our real estate agent's like in on these text messages. So that's kind of funny. And And then at the end of the process, though, she ends up telling us that like, she hasn't seen anybody else get as, like, you know, things go as smoothly or get such a great deal as we got through that process. And, you know, I was, I was like, blown away by that. Karen and I, we were like, wow, that was, that was definitely all God. You know, but we didn't even really know how much of, of God it was because we ended up closing, uh, you know, maybe even, like, a week or two earlier than we were supposed to. The very next day uh, after we close, we find that there's this terrible mold issue coming in the walls in our old house. And so we had to get out that day. Like, we, we had to get the kids out of the house. You know, but in, in God's wisdom, he knew just what we needed, right when we needed it, not to stress us out in, in too much, although that sometimes does happen anyway. You know, but I wanted to talk this morning about God's wisdom. Um, sorry, we'll go on to the next slide here. You know, isn't it interesting, though, that we have all of the knowledge and information of the world available at our fingertips, yet there's a greater wisdom deficit in our society than ever before. Each and every day, if you're like me, you make at least one, but most likely a lot more foolish decisions, right? You know, our society has a greater wisdom deficit than ever before. I, every day, am reminded that I need more wisdom than I currently have. You know, but God has embedded his world with wisdom, his life-changing wisdom, and he is begging us 
to see it. You know, the wisdom of God should be clear to see from the principles of the world around us. Yet often, we're, we're too satisfied with what we already know or where we already are, and we end up missing it. That can be the state of the world. You know, so this morning, I want to take us through Elijah's story and show that even he needed some help to see God's wisdom and why we also need to get uncomfortable so that we can see the character of God and his wisdom each and every day. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets and miracle workers of the whole Old Testament, but even he needed to get out of his comfort zone so that he could see God's wisdom. You know, so you might be asking, you know, young guy coming up here to talk about wisdom, you know, why, why, and I've got a stack of scriptures here, you know, but this is, God has, has made it clear that wisdom is a crucial part of our walk with him. You know, who here has made a preventable uh, yet foolish decision that led to less life satisfaction or unhappiness or frustration. That's me every single day. Not too long ago, I, uh, I noticed that my, my blue Converse shoes that I wear sometimes are starting to get a little dirty, and so I go the, to the cupboard and I, I grab a bottle of the cleaner, and I, I'm like, this works great on everything, so I'm going to use it on my shoes. I spray down my shoes, and I start to wipe them off, and I realize everywhere I wipe, the color is fading. I, re- I just use bleach cleaner on my shoes. So whether this is the decisions that we make are big or small, it's clear that wisdom is a crucial part of our lives and our walk with God. Our, country, our, our nation and our society, the world is being tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, but it needs God's people, people of wisdom, to be an anchor for our, for our society. You know, here are just two Proverbs that talk about the value of wisdom. Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold? to get insight rather than silver. 19 verse 8, the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Who doesn't want to love life and prosper, right? You know, but it's not just the religious people or the the Bible people who are taking notice of this. Secular researchers and, and scholars are noticing this as well, the importance of wisdom. If you won't listen to the Bible's plea to seek wisdom, maybe you'll listen to some Harvard scientists. In, in the, the uh, Harvard Review of Psychiatry, a 2019 study called The Emerging Empirical Science of Wisdom says, emerging research suggests that, the wis- that wisdom is linked to better overall health, well-being, happiness, life satisfaction, and resilience. Also, wisdom has been linked to a better quality of life. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a better quality of life? When we learn about God and his principles and not only deepen our relationship with him, it will help us in all aspects of our lives. You know, but we can still be blind to these things, to God's wisdom, when we're not where he wants us. Have you ever been listening to a song before? Maybe it's on the radio or you're walking around the store and you already, you never heard it, but you already know who the artist is just based on the vocals or their style or or something about the music. You know, maybe we've all been in a situation like that. God's world works the same way. We notice God's work by the marks that he leaves on this world. Order, power, detail, and the principles of wisdom that apply to our lives. God created this world with wisdom. In Proverbs 3, 19, it says, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. God created this world with wisdom. I got a picture here of the the 
Colorado crew, as we called it. It's uh, becoming somewhat of a tradition in Detroit. We've got um, a, a group of, of teens and their dads and some of their dads that go. We go out to Colorado uh, every once in a while. And, um, you know, what we do is uh, we have a fun time of hiking and camping and just exploring God's creation. What we try to do is I try to make this like a camp-like experience as we organize this. We try to get people disconnected off their phones and uh, just, you know, not like constantly on social media and that kind of thing. And so uh, that, that's our plan. And, you know, by the time we're done with this week, I, I come home to my wife and I want to share with her everything that I had done, but she already knows all about it. You know, I, and, and I'm asking and she's like, oh yeah, I saw the pictures because the boys and their dads were, were posting and live streaming our, our attempts at being disconnected that whole week. And so, you know, she already knew I, I got another picture up there of them taking pictures of, uh, of the things that they were doing. You know, talking about camping though is, you know, I, I do enjoy camping, but it may not be for the reasons that you think. I, I don't necessarily like being, uh, you know, uh, dirty or stinky or sleeping on the ground or being exposed to the elements. But what it allows me to do is by doing things that are uncomfortable, allows me to make memories, have great experiences that I otherwise would not be able to inside of a comfort zone. You know, when, when you get out of the same old, same old of everyday life, you can use skills and uh, rely on your companions in ways that you don't normally have to in everyday life. You know, sometimes we just have to get uncomfortable to make memories, have great experiences. You know, when, uh, when we were there, we, we went to one of the, the tallest mountain, well, the tallest mountain in Rocky Mountain National Park uh, called Long's Peak. And uh, we, we were going to do a hike there. And so I organized this hike on one of the last days. Only a few of the guys signed up. We're, we're traveling up and down through the foothills, and I'm already exhausted. I'm, I'm winded just from, from going up and down these like little hills that you might sled down or something. And so then we get a little bit further, and now you're in the switchbacks, where on Long's Peak, you're going back and forth. Um, I, I think I, I have a picture of, of this, uh, this keyhole pass that we were, we were trying to get to this place called the Keyhole Pass. And so you're going back and forth up the switchbacks. And at every corner, I'm like, hey, guys, this seems like a pretty good time to take a break, right? You know, I'm just getting exhausted. And, you know, I'm in the back, you know, and, and trying to get everybody to, to keep going. So this is where we were trying to go, the Keyhole Pass. And so we get up a little bit further. Now you're above the tree line. You don't even have the, the shade of the trees uh, for comfort. There's just, um, you know, rocks, a little bit of grass coming up between the rocks and like these beautiful streams that run through. And then you get up a little bit further. And now on, on Long's Peak, you get to this place that's called the Boulder Field. The Boulder Field is this pictured here, just miles and miles of boulders. I mean, the pictures don't do it justice because each of those boulders is like bigger than my living room. You know, and as I'm crossing these boulders, you know, I, I have to like take a break at the top of each one and then like, you know, slowly get down without falling. And so I'm on one boulder and I'm like, I'm on just one boulder in one boulder field on one mountain and one mountain range in, in one planet on God's vast universe. You know, I learned some things about, you know, I learned some things about myself. You know, I learned some things about God. You know, and I also learned some things about Lord of the Rings is that there, there's no way that there's no way that these hobbits are going to be crossing all of Middle Earth with a sack of potatoes and a cast iron pot in their backpacks, let alone up the side of Mount Doom, right? You know, I learned some things about myself is that I'm not uh, physically fit to be climbing a mountain again anytime soon. You know, I also learned that I need to be a lot better at reading maps because what should have been like a 12-mile round trip ended up being like a 12-hour, a, a 25-mile hike for these guys, and they weren't too happy about that. You know, but what I learned about God 
I learned that his scale is incomprehensible. That pictures of God's creation cannot do it justice. What you see here is the keyhole pass, which is like the size of a building overhanging right there. But you, you don't know that it took me hours to get from where I took that picture to the, to the, to the pass. And, and it's not just because I wasn't physically prepared for that. It's just the, the scale is incomprehensible. And God's wisdom is in every corner, every boulder of his universe. You know, there's a whole universe of God's wisdom out there to explore, and he wants us to explore it. You know, in 1 Kings 18, Elijah, he just came off of Mount Carmel, you know, where he was, he was facing off against all these prophets of this false god, and, and, use, and God used him to demonstrate God's power over this false god. But as word spread about what happened on Mount Carmel, Elijah was already facing credible death threats. He was tired, he was depressed, and he had no direction. Maybe you've been there before. Let's take a look at 1 Kings 19, verse 3. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, and then he lay down again. In verse 7, The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. God gave him a journey. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave, and he spent the night. You guys, God has us all on a journey. God has us all on a journey. We may have done great things for God in our past, like Elijah. And we may, I hope and pray that we have great things for God in our future. But we all come to this low point where we need direction, we need strength, and we need God's wisdom to move forward. You know, Elijah, he was from the, the slightly more fertile and more prosperous northern region where God asked him to leave familiar territory and, and, and walk far, far to the south, to this mountain. God can speak to us anywhere he wants, right? But sometimes it takes special circumstances for us to really hear him. You know, we'll come back to Elijah's story. But first, I got a few things I want to share this morning about the wisdom God wants us to learn from this world. You know, the the first thing is that God's wisdom should be clear to see from the principles of the world around us. You know, at the park, you may realize that the whole ecosystem, or if you go outside, is, is ordered and balanced, and that God takes care of even the birds and the flowers, right? You know, God's wisdom is shown true at the source, and that is his word. There's so much wisdom that we can learn from creation. It always backs up and confirms the Bible, though. It never contradicts it. The wisdom of God should be clear to see if we're receptive to it. Am I just making this up? Let's see where this is coming from. Romans 1, verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. 
If God has made this stuff so plain to the godless and the wicked, how much more clear should it be to God's own people? You know, it, you, may, you may be worried if you're not seeing God's wisdom everywhere right now, but it can be easiest to see when we're outside of our comfort zone, though. We can see God's wisdom shown true. The Bible shown true in, in the way that we interact with others and the way we see others interact with each other by spending time in, in awe-inspiring places that God created. Just about everything that we can do can lead us to a better understanding of God. If we leave our eyes and ears open, we can learn about God and see his principles at work in the world around us in our lives. If we're not in our usual bubble, sometimes our homes, our commute to and from work or at our jobs, when, when we're outside of our comfort zone, we can see things in a different light with a new lens. You know, the next thing that leads me to is that we gain wisdom when we're outside of our comfort zone. Elijah, he's not some wicked person who is ignoring God. He had just come off of Mount Carmel where he faced off against over 850 false prophets of false gods and, and pulled off one of the greatest miracles in the Bible since the parting of the Red Sea. You know, Elijah, but even he needed to leave behind what he knew so that he could hear God and get a better perspective. You know, we can gain wisdom through difficult conversations outside of our comfort zone too. You know, like like teaching, corrections, or rebukes. Some of the, the wisest convictions I have, you know, really just came from when someone was willing to point out my sin, tell it to me straight, and I was just willing to listen. You know, we can gain wisdom by getting out of our comfort zone, doing things such as volunteering, going on a mission trip, and maybe even camping, right? You know, I don't know anyone who hasn't gone on a mission trip and hasn't come back with deeper wisdom and a greater perspective about this world. You know, like uh, like Alex was saying, I just started in the uh, in the youth and family in Detroit, and uh, when when that opportunity came up, it was definitely uncomfortable. I was uh, I, I enjoyed my job that I had. Um, my boss liked me. Uh, it, it was comfortable, you know. But I had to I had to see things for what they were. I had to see that God was was trying to work on my hard heart for a while, and um, that's that's where He was calling me. We have to be able to to hear and listen no matter where God is calling us. Psalm 19, 1 through 4, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. God's world speaks wisdom. Do we hear it? You know, and the last thing I want to share is how do we get wisdom from this world around us? You know, first, we need to be immersed in God's word. Two, when we're immersed in God's word, we'll begin to notice and hear and, and see things from the Bible and in our lives. And three, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We can see the wisdom left over from the creation of the world and find principles and analogies that relate to our lives. We see the Bible proven true. You know, when, when we were in Colorado, you know, at the uh, Keyhole Pass there, I was the last one up to the top, and, and honestly, a lot of the teen guys had already gone, started on their way down by the time I got there, and one guy was willing to wait at, at the top and, and uh, wait for me to come back down, Sean Alexander from Detroit, grateful for him. So uh, we had a long journey back together. If you ever want to get to know someone's entire life story, ask them on a 12-hour hike. And um, 
So we were having great conversations on our way down, and we're walking down the trail, a few hours left to the, to the trailhead, and this guy comes up the trail at us. He's frantic. Like, he, he looks like you can see the panic on his face, and, you know, he's running up to us, and then he's like, guys, I'm lost. I, I don't know how to get back to the trailhead. I've been hiking out here for hours, and it's getting dark, and we're like, hey, we're actually headed to the trailhead right now. You can come with us. You know, we get to know him. His name's Chris. He's from Texas. Uh, you know, Chris from Texas, if you're watching the live stream, I hope you made it back. And uh, so we're, we're on the way down, and, and you can tell he's a little weary that we actually know where we're going because we're headed the way he had just come from. And so, you know, but we, me and Sean, we're like, well, we know where we're going. You can follow us if you want to get back. And so, you know, he's coming. And then we get to this uh, point in the trail where uh, it's the intersection of the trails. You know, the signs that have the arrows that point in every direction tell you where you're going. And so when we get there, Chris is like, oh, I've never, I never came through this way. I never crossed this. We're like, there's, there's been no other splits in the trail. You, you, this is the only way you could have come. And then he started to connect the dots and he realized, I took a shortcut back there that led me around this. And, and so he never actually came through what would have got him to where he needed to go. And, and as Chris went his own way, we, we started to realize, you know, there are just no shortcuts to wisdom. You know, there, there are no shortcuts to wisdom. We learn the wisdom that God wants us to learn by taking the full path that God has in store for us. If we don't spend time in God's word, if we don't seek and apply spiritual advice, if we try to go it alone, we are going to be lost in this world. You know, I want to ask, are you trying to take shortcuts to wisdom? Because shortcuts normally only lead to learning things the hard way. Yeah, I'm going to ask some questions as we, as we wrap up here to, to help us apply this to our lives. You know, do we read God's Word, the Bible, enough to be able to recognize spiritual principles and parallels in the world around us? Let's get immersed in God's Word so that we can see biblical principles and spiritual truths when we come from them. You know, and then another question, how much time do you spend outside of your comfort zone? I'm not just talking about hiking mountains, but even in in conversations as well. Maybe, maybe try this one. This is really uncomfortable for me especially. Ask someone that, that knows you about your life and what doesn't quite match up with the Bible. Ask them about something in your character that you need to change. Let's do something that we've never done before and see how God speaks to us. You know, we last left off with Elijah. He was... Uh, taking that long trip in the wilderness to Mount Horeb, and, and we, we left him sleeping in a cave after that long journey. In 1 Kings 19, verse 11, the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. After the wind, there was an earthquake. You guys, on Long's Peak, there was places where, on that boulder field, miles wide, miles long of just shattered giant boulders. And, and we, as we crossed the boulder field, just looked at each other in awe and wondered out loud, like, how in the world did this even get here? Like, miles from the peak, these rocks had fallen. Like, miles in, in like, this flat plain. Like, we just couldn't even imagine the scale of it. You know, we stood in awe of God's power, but it said, the Lord was not in the wind, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. You know, we've seen these kind of fires on the news, Right? That just destroy entire towns, just ravage miles and miles of land. 
And there were some places in Colorado you could stand up on the mountainside, look across the valley, and just see what had once been lush and green, just devastated, is now ash and sticks. The type of fires that was just hard to even comprehend the power of. But it says the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? You guys, God can use these powerful and miraculous means to communicate with us, but he doesn't have to. He built this world with wisdom, and it speaks for itself. If we leave our comfort zone, if we listen to righteous people, if we trust in God's word, then we will see his wisdom all around us. God spoke to Elijah in just a whisper. Are you in a place right now where you can hear God? I'll close this with a prayer. God, thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for creating this world with wisdom so that we can see it. God, I pray that we can get out of our comfort zone, listen to you, and see what you want us to hear and see in our lives. God, I pray that we will that we'll be receptive to you no matter what it is that you want to share with us, God, that we can be people of your wisdom, that we can be an anchor for our world. We love you, God. Thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from the Lansing Area Church of Christ. While we're happy to share this message via podcast, we'd love to pray and worship with you in person. To learn more about our services or to connect with us, please visit us at lansingchurch.org. Have a great week and go with God. Thank you.